0: So, and it starts with the word, it starts with the word Tanya as well. And if you look over in the in the end of Yuma, which this quote, this Brysa is talking about, you'll find that it's a very uncommon, uh, a very uncommon version that the Alderabit chose. Just like we saw in the beginning of Tanya, right, when he said Tanya Basal al Danida, right? mashpim Soti Etzarik Vyati Rosha. We saw over there that it was a very unusual version. M- we know that that was Rabbi Simlai that was saying it, who was a, an Amara. And we know that Amaras don't usually say over, ta- over brises. They don't, right? So the question was, just like we saw in the beginning of Tanya, why did the Alter Rebbe choose to use an obscure, an obscure language, an obscure version that starts with the, as a Brysa as opposed to Darish? It should have said Darish. Rabbi Simlai. Similarly here we have the exact same question. Why are you starting with the word Tanya? It's not a Tanya. It's not a Brisa. You don't see it. I mean, you don't see this version at all. This. So again, just like we saw in the beginning of Tanya, the idea of using the word Tanya is that it's trying to break a klipa, right? The idea of a klipa called Tanya. The klipa called Tanya is a klipa that many Jews have that says that I don't want to learn... Uh, I'm enough with either they say that I'm not old enough I haven't learned through all of Nigla de Teira and once I finish Nigla de Teira then I'll start learning which of course how many people finish all of Nigla de Teira I don't know that many people myself that's for sure um, or number two they say that it's going to mess me up and it comes from the word Taninu. we see the word Taninu in Chumash when it talks about when Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to the tribes, who remembers the tribes? Which tribes wanted to stay on the other side of the Yarden River? Um, Galdor, Galdor, Galdor and and Ruvain. Half, uh, Monashar, Ruvain. half of And who else? One more? Ruvain and, and God, right? And half a manasha. And they said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna stay over here, and things are better, right? And what is the word that, the, that 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 Moshe Rabbeinu uses over there is taninu. You're trying to grab away the hearts right of the people, just like he, he was accusing them of being like the spies, like the whole story with the spies this is a similar story and they tried to assure him that that's not the, what they were trying to do, that they're going to go away but again, the word Tanina was used here. the concept being something that's being pulled away from the way it should be, right? this is the idea, so uh, I think it's tough Nun Yud but I'm not sure um good question. So the idea here is that it's also the word etan. If you change on the letters, etan means something that is very hard, very strong, coming from a pneumistic place because this is really it goes down into the etzim of the Jew. When he learns Tanya, when he learns Egeris Achuva. It impacts him. And that's really the objective here, right? We're trying to uh, not just learn a philosophy book that is like nice that we could put on the shelf, but something that we can actually internalize into our lives and change our lives with. So that's why the Alter Rebbe chose to use to open this book also with the word Tanya. So let's start Tanya Besaf Yuma. So it says at the end of Yuma, Shloisha Chaluke Kapara heim V'tshuva Im kolechal. Okay, so two key words in this sentence. What are the two key words? Kapara What's kapara? Let's just teach it out right from the beginning. It's like something that you do to fix. Okay, it literally means atonement, but what does that mean in, in, in English that we understand, or in Dutch that some of us understand? Nobody understands. I don't know how to translate I don't that. know how to mean. Exactly, we don't know what it means. What does it mean? What does atonement mean? So it's something that you do? Atonement is something that you do? You get, Kapur, you, you get get You get to do it. You get it from someone else, right? Yeah. In other words, if I did something wrong, I want to have you, uh, right, forgive me. So atonement is almost like a forgiveness, right? Like a, not just a forgiveness, but a like almost like a washing clean of the slate, right? I don't know if that's more than a forgiveness. I'm not sure. I don't know. How would you take it? What do you think, Daniel? I feel like it's like the end of the whole process. The end of the process. Yeah. But it's something that you're receiving. And what's tshuva then? It's an action do you do. undertake in order for you to get... You oh, it's an action. Okay, so it's an action. You have to do it. You have to... And of course, the famous tshuva from the Rebbe, right? It's not an idea of turning a different way, right? Like the English, right? What's the English? Uh, repentance. Repentance means that you're going to go on a different direction. But tshuva means to return to really where it's supposed to be. So what he's saying here is that there, there are three chalukei chapara heim v'tshuva. Vachuva im The point being that each one has to have chuva. In other words, in order to fix anything, you have to do something. Nothing just happens by itself. You have to be involved. Right? Avar al mitzvahs ase v'shuv. Right? misham ad lo. Taich? Who's going to taich it? say you go back you shouldn't from your place until you are my okay what does that mean you shouldn't do anything else until you do tshuva. okay so what so so let's let's, let's explain it the way that Gamars explains it it says that if you do chuva after you do a positive command give me a, an example what are we talking about here person didn't put, on put into it yeah he he, he didn't put on fill Yes, You know, he forgot to put on tefillin today, whatever he did. Or he just decided, I'm not putting on tefillin today, right? God forbid, right? This is a positive commandment. So now, in the nighttime, he says to himself, you know what, that was a really dumb thing that I did today. Why did I do that? That was ridiculous. So he has to do tshuva. And what happens? Boom. Right away, he gets kapara. He gets atonement. He's set. Then it says, avar al mitzvah sloh yisaseh Shuva Taila Viyamakipuri mechaper. What is what is he saying here? What is he saying here, Daniel? Shuva like like delays um like the bad consequences and young Kippur brings the Kippara. Oh, so what we have is two again, it's uh two scenes here, right? We a person has to do chuva. But really the full atonement doesn't come until Yom Kippur. So all the things that I did wrong over the course of the year I have to wait till Yom Kippur to wipe the slate clean. Or sleeve clean. Sorry. The cool. slate clean. Yeah. That was interesting. Right? Now, which one is more which one seems like a more important mitzvah positive or negative based on this? Which is more stark? Looks, like looks like negative, right? Looks like negative. It seems like it's negative. Right? So we have to understand how that works, because right away, the Alterebe comes along, right? And he makes, a, he makes a comment in the middle of the Brayse. So a person decides to eat non-kosher food for whatever reason, right? He does tshuva, he makes a mistake, he realizes he made a mistake, and he wants to fix it, and he wants it. Ah, so now, what's going to happen? He has to wait till Yom Kippur. So immediately the, the Alte asks, he says, wait a minute, perish. So we have an inherent issue here. Just like Yehuda said, that when you look at this b'risa at face value, immediately you say, oh, a negative commandment is much more serious than a positive commandment. Right? Clear, right? Positive commandment, everything gets, you know, we're, we're good, we're in business. You know, we did tshuva, we're ready to roll, right? Negative commandment. you know, I have to wait till Yom Kippur for like my, you know, I have to. It's like bringing bringing the, the clothes to the cleaners. You know, you have a you have a spot on yourself because we know that the idea is that the sin, the klepa, is dovuk to the person, right? It cleaves to the person. It connects to the person. So you're walking around with this stain on your jacket for an entire year until Yom Kippur. But yet, yet when we see when we have a situation like, for example. Are you allowed to shecht an animal on Shabbos in the base of to bring a Corbin? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. How come? What's the issue with that? Shchita. Shchita. One of the 39 Malachas. It says very clearly that if I decide tomorrow, I want to have lamb chops. So let me get my, my you know, on, on Shabbos. Let's say it was Shabbos tomorrow. And I'm going to shecht my, my uh, goat or my lamb or whatever it is. I'd be in big trouble. It's terrible avera. Yet, in the base of Migdash, we see that what happens, you, they did shack the, the lamb. They did shak the animal. Right? Or, for example, let's say that I have a four-corner uh, four garment, right, made out of linen. Am I supposed to put on tzitzis or not supposed to put on tzitzis? But tits are made out of wool. Oh, exactly. So we see very clearly that in Jewish law, we have a very interesting situation. We know that if you have a scenario where you have a bang, you have a collision between an ase and an los I say, we are supposed to do the ase, which implies which is more important? Yeah. The ase. Yeah, you had a question? Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't really say, but it means it's ase, when you are machaper. You're machaper right away. Is that that's right, That's the implication, yeah, when it says... Right, when it says here, where is it? E'en zaz misham ad sh'moichin lo. Right, he doesn't, it, you, don't, you don't have to go. They immediately, they immediately forgive so, uh, him. No, ad moichli meant machapah. I thought maybe we made a differentiation. Right, it right, it's a good question. Yeah, no, but that's what it means. Yeah, so so we have an inherent contradiction here. So he says, Ha'inu mishum shayidei kiyo mitzvah's ase mamshichor v'shepah ba'ilumas al nim." What is this? What is he saying? What is he saying here? What's happening? Let's taich. taich. Let's go. What does it mean? Whenever you have a hainu, it means what I just said is not clear. Now I'm going to clarify what I just said. Hainu. Mishum shalidei ki mitzvus ase or v'shefa. What does it mean? You with me? You good? Yeah. What does it mean? Mishum because that through the mitzvus ase he's able to be mamshich. He's drawing down the or v'shefa ba'elamos well, elyanim. That's very nice. He's drawing it down into elamos eliyanim from the ray of the Orainso Barakhu. Then he says, that the two hundred and forty-eight commandments are similar to the two hundred and forty-eight limbs of the king. It's very interesting actually if you look at uh, if you look at the Shari Kadusha from the Rabchaim Vital discusses this right in the beginning where, you know, in the beginning of Tanya, where it says that um, from the four elements, talks about the element (laughs) of fire, right? The element of water, right? Fire is Vakas, water is satanugim, right? All different things, right? Everyone's familiar with that, presumably. Over there, he explains, really, that when it says this, this, in the Zayar, the 248 mitzvahs, positive mitzvahs, they are the 248 limbs of the body the 365 negative commanders the 365 either sinews or veins. It's more, probably more accurate to explain. And he says like this that really in our bodies we have this and in our souls we also have it. And what he calls the of Bahamias, right? Or, so what's happening however is there's literally a fight for every limb constantly taking place. And when a person does a mitzvah when a person does a mitzvah he causes that limb to have a godly light. And when he doesn't do that mitzvah, that limb winds up becoming a vacuum and it becomes filled with klipah. In the body, in, in us, in us. That's not only for the soul, it's for the body, the physical body also. And he says over there that that's like basically the reason why a person gets sick. A person gets sick is because his particular limb is not. Causing uh, Having the godly light fly through it. Similarly, he says with regards to veins that when the veins get clogged up, it's because he's busy doing loisases. If he is over on a loisases, right, it causes the vein to get blocked up. He says this is the cause of all different types of diseases that happen in a person. Masha Enkin, that's why it says that when a person is sitting and not doing an Aveira, Right? So by definition, he's counted as though he is officially, you know, he calls it, it's like doing a mitzvah because he's not doing that avera. That's what's causing the blood to flow through the body constantly. It's only when he does the loyish say, that it blocks it up. It's a fascinating idea. But going back to our point here. So when a person does a, a positive commandment, so what's happening is he's drawing down the ore into the upper worlds. VeGam al and also on the Nefesh like it says that I have sanctified you with this mitzvah. Now, why is it so relevant that it's only in the upper worlds? Why not down here? What, what does it mean that it's in the upper worlds? So, so Hasidus explains that if it would be coming down here into this world. We would just be totally blown away. Meaning what? Meaning that there's a blockage, in terms of not a blockage in terms of blockage. But blockage is not the wrong is really the wrong word. It's more like a concealment in order to help us. The, an example that I saw, um, that that uh, that was given by a Dean Steinsault once, and this idea was like, for example, let's say a person, right? A person was welding, like a welding like a big piece of iron. So he has to have on his face a huge, one of those, you know, you ever seen those big metal things? Like what? A welding mask. Welding mask, yeah, like huge m- metal masks, right? But that enables him to do it. But then if let's say that he was walking down the street with this metal mask, he'd trip over everything. So the same thing is like over, going on over here. That what's going on over here? What's going on over here is that if the ore would come down into this world, it would just blow us away. Every time a person read a l- word of Torah, it would just cease to exist. Every time a person put on tefillin, it would cease to exist. And Avlevi Yitzhak says that when, if you would take a one string of tzitzis and put it by Gan Eden, it would just blow up. Because the godly energy that's really inherent in every mitzvah that a person has the opportunity to do, right, is so vast, it would not be able to be held in this world. The only reason why we 're still hanging out over here is because there's concealment after concealment after concealment after concealment, and that enables there to be a trickle of this light down here in this world. So why us doing this positive commandment we 're bringing this huge rush of ore into the whole system. Now by the time it gets down here it's not a huge rush of ore anymore it's a trickle, but it also impacts us. But the huge rush comes upstairs. But Mashiach, everything is going to open up, right? Yeah. So then, how, how, how like they said, like a, yeah. one giant of sense is going to blow up. That's right. It's a good. Stay tuned, as they say. I have no so idea how it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting to see how this whole thing works, right? So this, so this is coming down not just in the upper worlds, but it's also our nefesh Elokes is also sensing this. Now, a person who is more uh, refined right? So the person that's more refined is going to feel it more. So a tzaddik, when he does a mitzvah, he feels it. He doesn't necessarily feel it like uh, if he was in, you know, the highest levels of Gan Eden, but he feels it in his own way. When most of us put on tefillin, for for example, uh, we don't necessarily feel it. Maybe the first time you put it on, you felt like, well, this is, you know, maybe it was just that you felt something special. But the idea is the more refined a person becomes, the more he's going to be able to feel this energy. So, for example, uh, the Arizal explains that, that really, what's one of the major focuses of our life should be to work on, like I was saying before, with this 248 and 365. So, <clears throat> there are two possibilities of where the energy of our Nefesh Bahami's comes from. The Nefesh Bahami is is made out of klipa. But which klipa is it made out of? First chapter of Tanya. Which klipa is it coming from? No one remembers? Our Neveshavamis is made out of klipas naiga. Klipas noiga means that there's a mixture of good and bad. The Etsum, is bad because it's klipa. But there's good also mixed in. So he explains that that... Nefesh Bahamis that we have is like a filter that causes us to be impacted by everything that's happening, that everything we do. So every mitzvah that we do is impacted by this filter. That's what's going on. So my Nefesh HaLukis is enclosed within my Nefesh Bahamias, and my Nefesh Bahamis is enclosed within my body. I can't do these mitzvahs without my body. My Nefesh HaLukis cannot be connected to my body. I need a Nefesh of in between. But let's say the Nefesh of is, 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 is rotting away. Right? So, how much, how is that going to look if you think about it? Just think about it, Begashmiyas, like what, would, what that would, imagine what that would look like. So, the Arizal goes on to explain in Shari Kedusha that really there are these four elements that we talk about in the first chapter of Tanya, Aish, right? H is the element that brings kaas and gaiva. Gaiva and kaas. Anger is kaas, and gaiva is arrogance. arrogance, right? And he says specifically there, how does this play out in a person? That when a person gets angry, right, so that is because of his gaiva, because of his haughtiness, because he feels that things should be this way. And the fact that it's not this way causes him to get angry, it's also the idea of a person being telling other people, always do this, do this, do this, trying to dominate other people, or the idea of being a Kapdan. What's a Kapdan? Captain Hell kapdan, right? No, it, it means a person who is mabeat on himself. Every little thing that someone does to him, he, he like you know, gets really angry at the other person, like he doesn't, he doesn't give him space, he doesn't give the other person a was, chance, he's always, he's always makbid, makbid. a person that's makbid on every single thing that a person, another person doesn't, you know, he's always getting, oh, you did this to me, you stepped on my toe by that much, Oh, you, uh, you make a big deal out of every little thing, this is a person that has this problem, this problem, right, Rats are nefesh bahamias. It causes the klipa to come in and to fill our nefesh bahamias. When the klipa is filling uh, the klipa, then meaning the, the neg- real negative klipa. When I express these things, right? So then I, my doing of my mitzvahs is not going to be pure. As a matter of fact, the, the Arizal says that in a certain way, what we should be working on much more than even doing the mitzvahs. He says, Pemale, He says, "Mamish." These words is working on our mitzvahs, working on these tribes. It's, which is uh, when I when I when I saw that it was just absolutely incredible. I never thought of that before. It's just an absolutely amazing idea, right? So what's the opposite of this? The opposite is being a person who's an anav, person who's humble, person who's shuffle ruach. Mainly that he looks at himself as being lower than everyone else. He looks at himself, respects other people, he gives to other people. He wants to. He doesn't. He's not expecting anyone to give to him. He's a person who's a shuffle ruach. That is that is then what happens is that my nephew Bahamis gets filled with Kedusha, with not with the with the good stuff, and that causes my nephew Bahamis to be like i guess it would be like if you imagine like in the olden days when you'd plug the uh, internet into the wall and sometimes you had like these wires that were like whatever and it just didn't it just doesn't work right and as opposed to being like these uh, you know i guess those are you know op, what, what kind of wires nowadays that they have like the you know, that they just, uh, you know, glass. Yeah. They made out of glass or whatever. What are they called? Fiber optics. Fiber optics or, you know what? Like, that's the difference. Oh. Then he says, "H." I mean, uh, let's go from "H." Maim. What's Maim? What's the idea of Taibasatanugim? So he says it's really two in Yonami. Number one is, is the idea of envy. That I want my neighbor's money. I want my neighbor's wife. I want my neighbor's car. I want my neighbor's house. I want my neighbor's this. My, or jealousy. Jealousy. How come he gets that? And I don't. How come he has this? How come he has such a job, and I don't have this? Amazing idea, right? So the opposite of that is the idea of, of (coughs) you know, uh, basically, what was it again? Just had a blank in my mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, being sameich bechelko, someone who is happy with their lot whatever they have whatever they have they know that they are s- satisfied with that this is what hashem is bringing them hashem is bringing them this salary and this money and this wife and this house and this car and this in uh, this brain and this whatever like being being really like appreciative and grateful for whatever he has next one what was the next one after what's does anyone remember after water ruach, ruach right yeah what's the negative trait of that speaking nonsense stam shtusim just speaking for the sake of speaking just really he says that this causes the the navasbahamis to get filled with garbage right so the opposite of that is be quiet be quiet if you don't need to speak don't speak don't speak what are you speaking for you know what i mean if you have something important to say for sure by all means speak it if you have to say speak it but but just speaking for the sake of speaking oh the weather is like oh yeah, yeah like be quiet that's what the Arizel says. Yeah. What if talking to people makes them feel good? and You're like, yo, how's it going? Or like, you make uh, a joke and you make them laugh, even though you don't need to say these things. That's a good thing. That's a positive thing. You're making someone else laugh. But then there's a kavvana behind it. But a lot of times we just speak for this, you know, without any, you know, just uh, like stop. If, if you're doing it for yourself. Like if, if you're doing. Yeah, even if you're doing it for yourself, it's a good thing, if, if it's gonna bring positive, but a lot of times people don't even have any kavana behind it. They just talk, 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 talk. And the last part is is earth, which is atzlus, laziness, and atzlus, depression, right? So again, a person is, what happens, he says that a lot of times a person will be uh, very depressed, they'll be going after trying to acquire things of this physical world. And, you know, he spends his whole life trying to acquire it, and doesn't have, he becomes lazy to learn Torah because he gets immersed in doing things of this physical world right and and or like i guess in our generation would be sitting on the internet just stop wasting time right just doing silly things so he's lazy with learning Torah just learn an extra mishnah if you if you have extra time take a you know put on your phone you know you have a safari there's so many interesting books on there read read a little piece of that every time right or the idea of the worst thing is atsu's is, is is depression and he says the depression comes from this idea of also connected to gaiva of, of of haughtiness, and thinking that he should be, uh, you know, some you know, being everyone should be going giving him cover and respect and all this stuff, as opposed to being happy with who he is and being being you know being uh, a, a person who is grateful with his lot in life. So these are the four, so the Arizal explains over there, so instead of working, so in addition, I guess we could say, to working on learning, obviously you have to work on learning, but it's very important to choose these midos and to really change them. Otherwise, all of the turret that I'm learning, right, it's, it's like it's coming through these wires that are not, you know, they're not, they're not fiber optics, let's put it that way, they're not so clean. They have a little, you know, a, a rat ate, took a little bite over here and a chipmunk over there. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's like her. Anyway, back to what we were saying over here. Aval <speaking> in Chuva <Hebrew> tshuva. So, with regards to tshuva, afshemaychen lo koma or nedar. Okay, so we, we brought up two very important points here. Do you see what, what he's saying here? What's the two points? He divided the whole thing into two. Try to figure this out. How would you divide it? What does mean? Absent. There's the tshuva parts? Okay, well they're both chuva, so but the question is what 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 is what is um, how do we split it? Get it? Anyone get it? Hanan, you get it? No. Slime, you get it? He's he's like he's forgiven for the fact that he didn't uh, he didn't do what Hashem told him to do. Well, let's split into two. So part number one is the kinds the idea that I was rebelling against what Hashem said. Hashem said, jump, and I sat down. Right? Hashem told me to do something, and I didn't do it. So I am I'm rebelling against Hashem. So that's point one that we have to that we have a problem with. And part two is what? The positive positive is, is bringing down the light. Right? So there's two elements. There's the element, the general element, which really, I guess, would apply to all the mitzvahs that we do or don't do, right? Is element number one is, Hashem asked me to do something, and I chose to do something else. So I'm rebelling against Hashem. <coughs> I, I'm murdered, I'm, right? Like it says here. Let's look at the words. Let's touch. lal That on the one hand, right away, you're forgiven. You're forgiven for what? For rebelling against the king. Right? The king says something to do, and and I decide not to do it. The words of the king. The words of the king. The king says, stand, and you sit. You just didn't listen. So you say, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Right? So... God is the all unbelievably compassionate. As soon as you say I'm sorry, Hashem says no problem. So on the one hand, maychlim on that right away, right? makom ha'or needar. But the, on the other hand, the big, the other issue, the other side of the coin, is that we had a mission to do. Every time we put on tefillin, every time we put on titsis, we're drawing down a godly energy into the whole universe into the whole stratosphere, into the whole that I can't fix. In other words, if you're told to take let's say uh, antibiotics for five straight days, right? The objective of the antibiotics for five straight days is to have a certain level of this chemical in your blood system for five days. That's the objective. It's not like we're going to punish you. You have to take it every day for five days. (laughs) That's not the idea. It's like every day you want to keep a certain level of that of that chemical going or whatever it whatever it is, I'm not a chemistry major, right, in your blood system. If you miss on day three and you say, oh, well, I made a mistake on day three. I didn't, you know, I didn't take it. So I'll just double it in day four. It doesn't work that way because the objective is you need that chemical to be consistently at a certain level all five days in order to knock out whatever the disease is. So same thing here. I, I I forgive you, you know, you didn't, you didn't uh, bring, you know, you didn't do the wrong thing as did But at the end of the day, the light is missing. Okay, I've spoken enough for today. So uh, let's stop here. We're in the middle of this uh, parenthesis, but we'll continue tomorrow.